Hi, my name is Agile, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon, and I believe you should too. Just go to patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener, to this episode 39 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John, and co-hosting with me as always, I have George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And Mo is here. Hey, everybody. We are off to another thrilling episode, but before we get into our <laughs> topics... They're always thrilling. It's always thrilling? <laughs> they always have a twist at the end. You never know. <laughs> what, are, what are you not M. Night Shyamalan? Keep it to yourself. <laughs> I have what is always my favorite part of the show, and that is fourth listener email. When our fourth listener takes a moment to write in, and I love to read it. This episode, we got fourth listener email from listener Chad. Chad? Chad touched on a couple of topics. Topics that I want to talk about and share with you. First, he said, a couple of episodes ago, either Mo or George were talking about the Wordscapes game they were playing. I think it was you, George, right? Yeah, yep. it was George. Because yep. I started mm-hmm. playing yep. after him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not alone. Chad said, I went and downloaded it, and I've made it to level 235. I don't know if that's good or not. Is that a lot? I mean, it's almost where I'm at right now, and he just started playing, so I wow. guess he's kicking my butt. Because I'm like 246 or 296, something like that. He says, hopefully I'll be further along by the time you read this. <laughs> it is a nice, relaxing game. And thank you for the recommendation. So awesome. props oh, to wow. you, George. Yep. Yay. George, you had a good recommendation. I know. First there time in 49 years. <laughs> Someone and I've only been alive Ripley. for 47. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're getting ahead of the game. Yeah. Chad then went on to say, the following episode, you were talking about how John plays with a character with a whip in Mortal Kombat or whatever, and you were saying, whip, whip, dead, whip, whip, dead. You remember that? Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I remember playing Mortal Kombat X against John, and he'll get that damn Ghost Rider character oh. who's got the chain that reaches all the way across the screen. No matter who you have, he just whip. Whip, whip. Oh, you're dead. Yeah. Whip. Or how about Sub Zero? Oh, you're Let's dead. Forget that. Yeah, the yeah, Sub Zero is just ridiculous. Hey, <laughs> you were ragging on me for beating your butt, and I think the neither here nor there, but I think the Ghost Rider character is actually part of the Marvel Capcom something or other. It doesn't yeah. matter. Ooh, that's right. Whichever yeah. one it was. The point is, yes, I brutally whipped your butt with the guy with the chain. That's true. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That fact has not changed. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Unrelated. Uh, so Chad said it made him think of this clip. So let me share this with you. Uh, so see if you remember this. And guess what we are ready for now? The cooking. Step one, we stir the mixture. What is this from? Two, while we're stirring, we also whip. So it's stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. Stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. Let's try it again together at an increased tempo. This precision is very important in this recipe, and we do want to have a fine consistency, don't we? So, and on the count of one. Yes, we do. Stir, whip, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. Stir, whip, stir. So Chad said when you're talking about whip dead, whip dead, remind the name of that. That is from the Star Wars holiday special. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. That's something nobody should ever be reminded of ever again. Yeah. He says, I watch it every Christmas Eve. So it's still kind of fresh in his mind. Yes, I know it's terrible, but it's great. (laughs) It is great. I have to admit that that was good. He wraps up. He says, keep up the great work. Can't wait to hear next week's episode. Thanks. Chad. Nice. Well, thank you, Chad. <laughs> Thanks for burning that into our brain now. The uh, whip, whip, stir. Whip, whip, stir. That'll be walking around the house all day today. <laughs> stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. <laughs> and in that scene, like Chewbacca is watching a cooking show or something. It's really Chewbacca it's was bizarre. watching a cooking show. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to blank to, that out that of my link, memory. I have to. I have to. Take I will a look throw at that the thing. link to Mo and yeah. put it in the show notes. So if you want to subject yourself to that little clip, I almost have to. <laughs> so now when you watch it, you can think about uh, me, George, beating George in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I'm guessing that we're going to be doing a new YouTube video where you kill me in Marvel Cap come with that character and then we're going to play that in the background over top oh my god that's genius it's nearly mandatory yep (laughs) now here's
here is a corn lover. And there's nothing more gratifying to a corn lover than to know that her mother has given her delicious Del Monte family-style corn. More people eat it than any other corn like it. It's a special strain developed to be sweet and tender. In our first segment, I always enjoy that we like to talk about TV shows and movies and songs and comics and whatever we're reading or looking at uh, in the world of media. Uh, and uh, I want to kick it off with uh, a series that I loved in its first season and it yep. went straight in the crapper the second season. And that's <laughs> True Detective. Uh, yeah. You guys, did you watch the first season of True Detective? I did. Oh, after yeah, I your recommendation. Both. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, the first so season good. was awesome. It was amazing. Was that, uh, like Woody Harrelson and uh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, McConaughey. Matthew yeah. McConaughey. The thing about this golden age of television that we're kind of in is networks aren't afraid to do these shows that are slow paced character pieces. And the first season was, I mean, it was the these two power actors sitting together in a room, yeah. like staring each other down most of the time. And it was amazing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, even like the pinnacle of the show, the kind of like the reveal, the resolution was not that amazing, really. It just kind of felt tacked on, but it didn't matter. Yeah. But the, the trip there was great. Oh my God. Yeah. It was all about the trip, not the destination. That was yeah. great. And so it meant like, Fargo is so awesome. So when a second season of True Detective came out, I'm like, well, I'm going to have more of the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Lord. Second season was so like, I didn't finish it. I don't know if you guys I know, I didn't down, start it, apparently. I never got uh, through it. They just went right up their own butts with it. They're like, well, if let's get more big name actors and let's try to weave more stories and then we're going to do motorcycle races. And like, I don't know what's going on in their mind, but it totally, it, it wasn't interesting. It wasn't fun. It felt like a slog. I didn't even finish it. Yeah, so, I didn't either. It was terrible. Yeah. Then when three came out, which you're going to talk about, I was like, yeah, uh -oh. so season like, three, uh -oh. <laughs> I'm like, so yeah, what are we doing? Are we, which way is the pendulum going to swing? I was very excited when I, actually, I didn't watch some of it initially. I was like, well, that's going to be garbage. I'm going to be disappointed. So a couple episodes came out. I'm like, let's give it a shot. Wow. It swung back the Ooh. other way hard. Oh, it's it such a good series so far. It is so good. It stars, uh, I'm going to butcher this guy's name, uh, Marshala Ali. Marshala. He's been in a lot of stuff. I recognize him mostly as Cottonmouth from the first season of Luke Cage. Oh, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. What a great actor. Oh, oh absolutely. God. And so he plays himself at three different times in his life. Oh, the story it's structure. Amazing. I mean, Tarantino would be confused by the story structure. <laughs> it's so. But it doesn't feel confusing. It's just no, like, no. it just makes you want more, like to get more into it. He he plays basically himself in three periods, himself as a detective in the 70s, and then his same self as the detective uh, 10 years later when there's an investigation into the case he covered in the 70s. Investigating in the 70s. Right. And then he plays himself as a much older man, like modern day, some 30 years later, being interviewed about the case and when he was interrogated about the case in the 80s. And so you jump around. Yeah, it's like some unsolved mysteries TV show or something that they're right. doing. Right, yeah. The way it's structured is just amazing. The actors are just amazing. I think it's up to three episodes. I'm two yep, in. I'm it. one behind. Oh, really? Oh, the third one's great. Oh, <laughs> boy, oh, boy. It's one of those few shows that as soon as I see it drop, I'm watching it. Yeah. It yep. is, is that good so far. It's jumped up in the Orville category with me. I'm like, oh, there's yeah. a new one. Time to sit yep. down. Put everything else to the side. I'll tell you one thing I like about that show, though, is that I feel like it doesn't treat me like I'm stupid. Like, in a sense, like, you know, some <sighs> shows just like point. spoon feeds you everything. Excellent and point. this one, though, yep. is like, and this is not giving anything away, but there's like- I would like credit for not jumping in on that obvious joke opportunity there, by the way. <laughs> Which one? The one where the show doesn't treat Mo like he's stupid. I left that alone. <laughs> Just let it lay. It was too right. much of a I softball. I appreciate that. I appreciate that one. I, I feel like Ding. that was a Three bonus points for George. Right <laughs> but the thing is that it's like you know there's this like a hole in the wall I'm just gonna say that but you know they're gonna come back to it at some point uh -huh. right they, they don't talk about it okay they mention it and then they go away from it and they haven't mentioned it since and they just allow you to use your own brain right and I know I know they're gonna come back to it at some point in the future right but at least for mm -hmm. now I can be like okay that's weird and think about it I, I mean I, I'm just really enjoying the show George have you picked up on this third season yet since you watched the first one not yet no I, I had heard that it was coming out but I hadn't started watching it yet so I'll probably have to start picking up on it pretty soon. I think you should. Yeah, yeah I really had my teeth gritted, worried about uh, maybe <laughs> you had, you know, had to jump the shark and the second ruined it. It's uh, luckily back to good form. So I, I'm very pleased with that. Yeah. George, how about you? What have you been checking out in the media realm? Well, I know traditionally our media realm segment has been 
highlighted with either movies or TV shows. We kind of focused in on those a lot, but I wanted to talk a little bit about music today. Awesome. Mainly because in my youth, my Gen X grown up youth, I was a little bit into R&B for a while. And one of my favorite groups of all time was made up of Chili, Left Eye, and T-Boz, TLC. Okay. Okay. Well, recently, another group who I've heard the name, but have never listened to a single song until now, Weezer came out with a whole cover album of stuff from that era. And they did a cover of a TLC song, they did No Scrubs. Oh, I know that song. (laughs) Really? Yeah, well, I think you would. I mean, it was one of their more popular songs of all time. There is no way that this group, who I had never listened to before, so I had no preconceived notions of them other than I've heard their name and thought, Weezer? Okay, all right. I don't know how you sing if you're Weezing all the time. but (laughs) Isn't that a Toy Story character? Right. (laughs) It feels like something out of the Muppets or something, but... <laughs> they should never have remade this song. This was the oh, no. most god awful rendition of this song. First of all, oh, they no. didn't do a gender switch, so it's singing all about guys, which is fine. No problem. Sorry. Right. Yeah, I mean, trying to be true to the original, I can see that, right? Well, yeah, but then the musical style and the way that they pronounce the words and everything, it was so not. It was exactly like when you cringe when that guy who shouldn't go peace does peace. <laughs> Like, like when you did the, the last, last couple of right? <laughs> It's that same kind of thing, right? I mean, it's like, okay, no, dude. You're, you're, no, you're just, that's not you. Stop it. I see you're a gangster. I am also gangster. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, the only thing I know Weezer from is playing rock band. They have one song in rock band that yeah, my kids right. liked. Yeah. That sounds like it might be one song too many in that game, then, because this is the well, that worst one piece song of crap. is probably okay, but, I, uh, but from what I know about them, I can't imagine them doing an arm, especially a TLC song. I mean, yeah, really? yeah. And especially that one, because that's off of Crazy Sexy Cool, which is arguably one of the best R&B albums of all time, in my opinion. Everything on that album just totally kicked R&B's world into a whole new stratosphere. This group, no business doing it. <laughs> when I saw this on the list, I thought you were going to say, oh man, you guys remember No Scrubs? Weezer did a really cool cover and that is nope, not the direction that, that we went. Yeah, Should I go listen to this? You're warning me, beware, don't listen to this. Is what oh, you're I mean, telling. you go listen <laughs> to it just to cringe like I did but yeah. Misery no. loves company. You just want Absolutely. us to have to suffer like the way you did. I'm sure there's going to be people who are going to write in and say we love Weezer. Weezer's awesome. <laughs> nah, I don't give a shit. Fuck that. <laughs> that was the worst piece of crap. Then don't denigrate our, our 80s hip hop and R&B. Oh my goodness. Well I gotta say one th- I mean try not to do like kind of a race thing here but if you look at Weezer they are the most not R&B looking group. Oh sure. Well yeah. yeah. Ever. Even without the race in it. I mean those guys yeah. really look like they've got like 12 pocket protectors between them at all times. There's <laughs> exactly. no R&B. Yeah, they embrace the square kind of thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yep. So, and, and, you know, the old thing, the juxtaposition, maybe they could do something with it, but according to George, not so much. Well, yeah, because you've got some people like we've waxed poetically often about Weird Al Yankovic. The oh, most yeah. non R and B guy on the planet. Yet there are look at, very look at famous rappers who say that his rap skills are on par or better than most rappers out there. Yeah, and oh sure, that's coming from people in the genre. There's yeah, he's no a way anybody technician. in the R and B genre is going to say Weezer's awesome. <laughs> Yay! No, Weezer got mad skills. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, what about Weezer. you? Have you been listening to or watching anything that's non? controversial at this point. Any Weezer for you? I'm I'm still cringing for a second um, (laughs) (laughs) from that old Weezer thing. But yeah, um, actually, I just watched a movie called Replicas. Have you guys heard of this one? Oh, Mm. that's uh, starring John Wick. (laughs) <laughs> yep, exactly. John Wick's in it. Okay, all right. <laughs> now, here's the thing. It's a, it came out last year, if you can believe it. I remember seeing a movie poster for it once. I think, John, me and you saw it, actually. We're like, huh, that, what's that movie about? Mm-hmm. And then it felt – it just disappeared from the theaters, and I recently just saw it um, at home, and it, I see why it fell away from the theaters. Oh, <laughs> totally so we've got another hit on our away. hands right after Weezer's No it's, Scrubs. There we go. Yeah, it's like Keanu Reeves is trying to do his other emotion. <laughs> 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 you, know, you know, of the insecure, whatever it is. I'm like, really? right, insecure, <laughs> insecure, brooding hero. Yeah, so exactly. now he's got the whoa. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> but um, and just just real briefly, I mean, basically, it's a guy is trying to he, he's a scientist trying to figure out how to transfer like brains into synthetic bodies. 
kind of thing, which I'm like, okay, science fiction, I'll go with that, right? Wait, he's the scientist? He's the scientist. Oh, yeah, Jesus Christ, that's it right there. That's the end <laughs> <Yeah>. of it. <laughs> and um, his family gets killed in a tragic accident. So luckily for him, his best mm. friend who's working on this project is also working on a cloning project. Oh, uh-huh. So you see where this is going, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Got to clone the fan. It, it totally goes where you totally obviously think it's going to go. It just picks up some just, it's trying to make you feel bad. I'm like, I don't feel bad. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, I, I mean, I felt horrible. It's like, he's, you know, his family's lying there dead. And he's like crying. I'm like, uh, okay. I, I know he's going to bring <laughs> yeah, it back. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> you know. You're like, saying it so? just didn't make you feel the right things. It didn't. It just didn't make me feel. Get yeah, you invested. It was, it not invested at all. And then there was a little bit of a twist at the end. I thought it was a little interesting, but even that was like pretty predictable. Hmm. It was just not a great movie. I mean, not so awful that I stopped watching it. You know, I did see yep. it all the way through. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so not one I would definitely house. recommend. Oh, goodness. Well, there you go, John. Two things you don't ever have to experience thanks to Mo and I. You guys are saving me so much time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just totally saving you time on it. <laughs> well, on the theme of things that I'm not sure that you should bother watching. Oh, here we go. We're just locking <laughs> the house in this segment today. <laughs> we're full of recommendations to save yourself time. <laughs> so there is this... Uh, Worldwide underground kind of creepy pasta phenomenon of this creepy doll called Robert the Doll. You guys like Annabelle, right? The movie's based on this creepy doll that's haunted, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. vaguely. Yeah. Like a Chucky kind of deal? Yeah, yeah. Well, Annabelle is based on a real, actual doll that's supposed to be haunted, and it's a real thing, and it started this film franchise. Well, there's this other slightly lesser-known creepy haunted doll called Robert the Doll, and uh, my daughter first turned me on to it years and years and years ago, and most notably of interest is that the actual real Robert the Doll is in a museum just down in Key Larkin. Argo just south of us in Florida, to the point that we even took a pilgrimage down there a few years ago and visited Robert the Doll, the actual real haunted Robert the Doll. there was a TV show that had this story as part of its storyline, I think I remember. Lord did an episode about Robert the Doll. Exactly right. That's That's what what you're remembering. Mm -hmm. There we go. Okay. So it's not like an unknown, but it it is a thing. Uh, He's a real doll. It's a long story about Robert the Doll that I won't bore you with. You know, the thumbnail version is that uh, it was a doll owned by a little boy and the little boy claimed that the doll was doing things in the house and creepy yeah. things were happening. He grown when he was a grown man. He still carried the doll around. He lost his mind. Well, now the doll is housed in a museum, uh, and they're supposed. They say if you take his picture, you have to ask, ask his permission, or terrible things will happen to you. There's this right. whole mythology built around it. Okay. Anyway, so some maybe maybe a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, shortly after that episode of Lore came out, we stumbled across a Robert the Doll movie, and it was absolutely. Horrible, but, <laughs> but it was We're okay. All recommendations today. <laughs> it, it's the kind of horrible that's super low budget. We can't afford anybody you've ever heard of, and I'm not talking actors. We can't afford any writers or directors or gaffers <laughs> or grips you've ever heard of. You say like the room bad? <laughs> no, no, worse than the room. Like we're somewhere between the room and Plan Nine bad. Really bad. Wow, wow. Uh, and so my daughter and I watched it and enjoyed it. Ironically, right, because it's like this is terrible, but it's about this mythology we kind of know. Uh, and I was... I was browsing through uh, a list of uh, movies to download as we tend to add to our library, and I stumbled across a sequel to this thing. Oh my God. And I did a little research and my head exploded when I found out there are four of these movies in the series now. <laughs> All about Robert the Doll. There's like Robert the Doll, Cursor Robert the Doll, Robert the Doll and the Toy Mate. I mean, there's a whole bunch of them. Oh, jeez. And I've started working my way through them, ironically, <laughs> because they're really bad. So the thing is, unlike how George says, maybe you don't listen to No Scrubs by Weezer or Moses, maybe you don't watch Replicas. I'm going to say you should watch these, but only if you can watch them with someone else who can enjoy ripping them to shreds because it's really, it's that kind of funny bad. It's a air quotes horror movie, but it's so bad. And plus imagine it's a puppet. So imagine with a low budget puppet horror movie, the kind of goofy effects that are going to take place with somebody holding the puppet just off frame. (laughs) It's what you think it is. So it's MST 3K bad. It is. And yes, and it deserves that treatment. So yeah, have, have a couple of beers with somebody, sit down and you should check these out when you're with some friends that are ready to rip something bad to shreds because it's that kind of bad that it's good. Well, now I've Robert got something to suggest series. to Cap City Video Lounge for like a Saturday Absolutely. series where yes. they can run all of them yes. and then we can have John over to do commentary and host the 
whole thing. Oh man! <laughs> so hey, I assume John that we have to. You should see them in order, otherwise it won't make sense, right? It won't I don't make sense. Make really? Difference. It won't make sense. Are you kidding me? This is not like the Star Wars viewing order. I don't think. Yeah, I think you probably watch them in any order and get the same amount of uh, like cohesive storyline out of it. Either way, awesome. Look what happens when you buy three boxes of Purina Cat Chow. You get one box free. Purina Cat Chow. No matter what size you buy, you can mail in proofs of purchase and get a coupon good for one free. Could you use a helping hand on your next electronics project? Quad Hands is the ultimate third hand helping hands vice and hobby station. The first thing you'll notice is how heavy a quad hands is. It's made from solid steel and then coated with a baked on powder coat for a durable finish. And the rubber feet are going to keep it from sliding on your bench and give you a nice sturdy work surface. Those flexible all metal gooseneck arms feature rotating alligator clips to hold your boards and wires firmly in place. And removable silicone covers come pre-installed on those clips to protect those delicate wires and boards. And those arms can be put anywhere you need them, no fumbling around with awkward joints that are difficult to position. The quad hands was designed to help you do your best work. It's built to last right here in the USA and backed by a lifetime guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Order yours today from Amazon or quadhands.com. Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners can save 20%. Just use offer code GENXUP20, that's genxup two zero For your next project, let a quad hands hold what your hands create. Let's turn the channel here and talk about the uh, tech and toys and gadgets that we enjoy playing with. And uh, I want to start with George. What have you been availing yourself of? Well, I've gone back to a device that we talked about long, long time ago. There's probably some memory clip that we can play, but I, <laughs> I can't think of what episode it was on. But long time ago, we talked all about these helping hands devices. And we had this one called Quad Hands, this big yellow metal plate base with the yeah, bendable awesome. arms and the little alligator clips on the end. The arms can actually magnetically attach to the base and move around. Love oh, listeners thing. know them well because they've been a longtime sponsor of ours. They hear this a lot in the show. Yeah. Sure. Well, recently, I haven't been doing much drone building or anything that of late uh, with all the stuff going on in life. Just been a little too busy. But my son has started to play Dungeons and Dragons. Ooh, He's got awesome. a group of friends. Good yeah, I know, right? Yeah, right? That's right. Well done. Another another five bonus points for George. I know, right? I'm racking it up. <laughs> I'm up to negative 500 now. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> He's got a group of friends that he likes to play with. They have some campaigns going on and everything. And he asked me, could he get some of the little figures, you know, to put on the map yeah. and move around and all that kind of stuff. I said, sure. So we went to our local comic book store and picked up a couple of little figures and everything. He's like, dad, should I paint them? Cause there was, you know, like Absolutely. a big paint rack right next to him. I'm like, of course you should. Yeah. He said, well, how would I do that? I said, oddly enough, we have a device at the house that can help you with that. So I don't have to. Yay, quad hands. <laughs> hey, I got to say, George, my mm. daughter stole my quad hands specifically <laughs> for that purpose. <laughs> yep. It's an awesome device, right? And we all got the big mega pack quad hands, thanks to the mm, people yeah. there at quad hands. They sent us the one with the five arms and the magnifying glass and all that kind of stuff. So he can actually use that magnifying glass arm and really do the detailed work that's required on painting a little D&D figure. And it's been a fun little father-son bonding kind of thing. He's I bought him a couple of dice packs with different colors and stuff. Oh my God, he start, he's going down that <laughs> Oh yeah. Road, man he's <laughs> paraphernalia it's a much more expensive road than it used to be like dice things yeah. now like a a dice set now that's swirl colors and stuff is like 10 bucks yeah i remember when you used to get those things for a quarter i was at a convention <laughs> and they were selling a dice set and i kid you not for $60. Yeah, Pass. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, are they solid gold? <laughs> are they, you know, Yeah, there's special? like rare earth metal or something. I mean, yeah, they're yeah. people I mean, go they were crazy pretty, over their dice, but Yeah, that's a little ridiculous. Anyway, so the the quad hands device has been integral in him enjoying this new hobby that he's found. And I couldn't be happier with the device. If you don't own a quad hands, you need to go to their website. It's in the commercial you're here in the podcast, get some discount on it, but get yourself a quad hands because it's not only good for the D and D figure painting. They have versions that are great for circuit board soldering. Uh, John, I know you just did a video That's on right. our YouTube channel where yeah. you held a whole 
mini arcade device in your That's quad right. hands. I didn't want to take the motherboard out. And so it's strong enough that I actually held the, I unscrewed it and held it there suspended in midair. Yeah. was able to do some soldering work on it. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're great for more than just electronic, which are kind of, they're kind of like advertised as electronics projects. Mo, you mentioned your daughter. She stole it because she does all of her cosplay crafts, right? Yep. Yeah. She's do like, she makes like flowers and does all these kind of crafty things and she yeah. loves it, which is just funny because I went by her place and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> the way <laughs> to be my one. That's mine. That's mine. She's like, you said I could use it. I'm like, that was like eight months ago. <laughs> you know, well, so. I'm still using it. <laughs> yeah, they call them the like hell? extra hand devices, but they're, they're better. Like if you had somebody there saying, hey, hold this for me. Yeah. This is better than that person because it oh, actually because oh, yeah. they're this will steady. Hold it still. <laughs> right. And where still. you want it to be held. Won't yeah. complain. They don't get bored and walk away or yeah, or <laughs> complain about it. Yeah. No, absolutely. They're very handy. <laughs> Mo, what about you? You got anything in the world of tech or and toys? Yeah, I do. Now, the story behind is a little bit of a downer. Uh-oh. But you guys know that, you know, I had to put my dog to sleep the other day, right? Yeah. yeah. We're sorry uh, about Charlie. Sad. And so he, good, was, good you know, he was going downhill pretty fast over the last week. And I felt bad because I was going to work. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to leave him alone. Right. Like, if things right. get bad, you yeah. know, to me, as long as he's not in pain, I'm like, he could just lay there and be happy. But I was very nervous about it. So I decided, hey, I need to get like one of those wireless webcams. Oh, okay. So I can monitor from work. Sure, the, like, like a nanny cam for your puppy. Exactly. And uh, sure. so my criteria for buying one were very, was actually pretty specific because I was like, okay, I need to get it today. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> right. So I went to Amazon and I was like, what do you have for one day delivery in Jacksonville? They have mm-hmm. that, right? Right. And they want to be able to monitor remotely and a couple other features. And I found one called Heim Vision, H-E-I-M Vision. Um, okay. Their, Never heard of it's that It's their HD smart Wi-Fi camera. It's a 360 pan tilt camera. Oh, so it's, okay. So it's motorized. So yeah, you can you control, control it remotely it, and move it around. manually. Okay. And it has audio also. So you can actually hear sounds from the other side and you can even talk through it if you want to to freak out your dog which is what I did <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is what I did yeah. and um, but it was I guess how I would rate it is I from a hardware standpoint I would definitely give it four out of five tokens easily it works well mm. it does what it's supposed to the software like the, the app that you have to use to control it I would only probably give two out of five. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah that probably goes with being like this weird off name brand you've never heard of right yeah exactly and well yeah. the thing is that they're, they're trying to sell their cloud storage of video sure which you don't need to have to run this so, but they actually do like when you open the app they put up like nag screens mm, pepper yeah. <laughs> and i'm like all right, right dude i paid for this yep. <laughs> you know i already i invested money in this now i don't mind if you like send me an email every now and then with a special on it but don't mess up my app <laughs> you know just to do this well you know that's pretty common though in software nowadays like the corel paint shop pro every time i open that product and use it to create our thumbnails for our podcast and stuff as soon as i close it there's a nag screen you can upgrade right now and do this and i'm like really come on dude <laughs> yeah exactly that to me, we well, can just, almost get that as software me. as a service, but poor Mo, he's suffering like hardware as a service. Like he bought right. the thing, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're trying to purchase go, this, right? Would you like a subscription to the thing you own? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, and the thing is that you know it has an SD card slot in it, you know, so you mm-hmm. can store your video locally, you know. So there's no, I don't see any reason to pay for a cloud storage of this thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, every time I open that, though, I got to deal with it again. But from a, but once you get past that, though, I mean, it it works, you know, which is all I really need, right? We're really coming off as like old grumpy men today. Just. <laughs> Everything is, this sucks, and I can't believe this, and well, rah, rah, I mean, get off my tech lawn. Yes, right. I mean, I mean, certain things, it's like, you know, like you could actually set up like times a day for it to like actually monitor or not, which I thought, oh, great. That, that's perfect, right? Yeah, sure. You have to do each day individually. You can't do weekday, Boo. weekend. No, no, no. The grocery <laughs> store that my family used to own, we had security devices like that, and they were the exact same way. You had to do each day individually, set up right. the time zones, the whole nine yards. It was a pain in the butt. Well, but that was the early 90s. I mean, <laughs> yeah. te- tech was in oh, its wait, in its infancy or? then. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> or 1890. You're older than me, 1890. I know, I know. That's why I had to give that dig in there. <laughs> no, no. Just the most recent grocery store that we had, just like five. Oh, Oh, even that one. Oh, really? See, I would expect today, it's just like, you know, setting schedules and that kind of thing is like no brainer. You yeah. think it would to me, be it's just lazy integrated. programming. Yeah. It might be an industry thing unless you get into the higher end devices. The cheaper devices all just use the same cheap code, possibly. Yeah, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Averaging everything out, I'd probably give it like a three and a half out of five, maybe. Um, like I said, because it does work. It does does what I needed to do and it helped me get through those last few days with less stress. So it did what you needed yep. uh, for the time. So now that you have it, do you see yourself continuing to use it? And if so, what for? I have no idea, actually. <laughs> um, it served its purpose, which is fine, right? Yeah, it's yeah. still up and running. You know, it does little neat things. Like if it detects motion, it'll 
like actually send you a, a update you a, with a notification on your phone. I've seen those, right? I have an idea of something you can use it for. What's that? I think you should go over to your daughter's house, place it near the quad hands device bench, and every time she starts <laughs> to use it, you it's use your court. voice through the thing and you say, her, hey, like, that's my hey, quad that's hands. Mine. Mine. <laughs> Get off my quad hands. Just a reminder that it's a loner. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. What you're about to see is the world's most revolutionary telephone switching invention. We call it Super Switcher. It has almost no moving parts, yet handles four times more calls than its predecessor. It should go a long distance to prevent traffic jams on your long distance calls. The Bell System, people using technology to help keep down costs and improve service. Keeping your phone system the best in the world. Drawn and Paneled is a brand new comic book focused podcast from Gen X Grown Up. Hey, I'm George. And I'm Jason. Every Wednesday, we bring you news, reviews, interviews, insight, and commentary on the comic books we love. And we cover everything from the golden age to the modern age. If you're a comic book fan who enjoys going beyond the page to learn about the history and creators who bring the characters to life, we're for you. You can find Drawn and Paneled wherever you listen to podcasts or on our website at Gen X Grown Up. Com. Talk to you guys soon. All right, we're going to talk about games now. <laughs> what a what a letdown. <laughs> Where's the sideshow? Where's the showmanship? Oh we're not doing heavens. that one today because I saw the first game on the list, and I hate, hate John for this game. So, John, oh, what are you playing, jerk? This is going to make me love it all the more. <laughs> <laughs> A few weeks ago, I stumbled across. How do you find these things? I don't know. You know, I'll tell my wife about some game. Where'd you find it? On the internet? I don't know. Where do you find things? Just, you know, you hear about them. I stumbled across this little mobile game and it Torture looked vaguely interesting. Well, it's debatable, I guess. <laughs> how you look at it. The game is called Slidey. Yeah. Yeah. I am very familiar with it. From the sounds it. of it, both Mo and George checked it out on my recommendation. Freaking game. <laughs> I hate that damn thing with a passion. Oh my God, I hate that game. But it's so addicting. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not one of those mobile games that you play it for like five or 10 minutes and put it down or switch over to the next one. Like just one game sometimes will last over an hour for me. That game just takes forever and you can't stop. Like I've actually been playing the game, ready to go to bed, turned it off while the game is in progress, come back the next morning. And that's the first thing I started freaking doing. Oh, goodness. You are welcome, George. (laughs) So for those not lucky enough yet to have played Slidey, let me tell you what I found about it that's interesting. At its core, it's kind of Tetris-y. Really, yeah, you have to complete horizontal rows. That's all blocks, so that whole thing. Yeah. So you have this grid that's eight blocks wide, and I don't know, ten or twelve blocks tall, and it's filling in blocks from the bottom. And the goal is to eliminate a row of blocks by filling in solid eight blocks across, like Tetris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the novelty to the game, why it's called slidey, is the only thing you can do is you can slide a block left and right as long as there are no obstructions. Uh, and then gravity will take over. If you slide it where there is a gap and there's nothing under it, it will fall down and fill that space below it. You can't push blocks with other blocks. There has to right. be a gap there. Which is the biggest pain in the ass. It is, that is the it? biggest pain. It's like, I really need four blocks moved over, but I have to move one at a time. And every time you move one... Yeah, you've only got like one move left because it's almost at the top with that stupid little mouth that's about to chomp on things. Yep. And you're like, <laughs> I need to move both of these to save my... Nope, not going to happen. <laughs> So it's a cute game. It's well-structured. It has pretty fair rules. Yeah. The thing I wanted to really call it out for, aside from being a fun game, there are tons of fun games, uh, but we've talked about other games in the past. We talked about that uh, Lemmings remake that had mm-hmm. a horrible mm-hmm. pay-to-play yeah. kind of thing. Right. I really, really appreciate the freemium structure of this game. I yeah. think they did a great job with it. They don't shove it down your throat. They offer you opportunities to watch advertising in exchange for bonuses in the game. They don't yeah. force you to watch something in order to play, which I and think is And it's not amazing. obtrusive either. It's like off to the top right corner, out of the way. Yes, exactly. So periodically what they'll do is, you guys both know this, this is for the listener, is once in a while, they'll pop up this little bonus and they'll throw it in the corner and it says, there's a count in like 20 seconds saying, here's a, one of these bonus things. They'll either help you in the game. It's a cloud that destroys things or it's a ghost that blows up the same color uh, or there's the, oh, the hammer that mm-hmm. makes the pieces smaller which is the best thing in the world. Yeah, it is. But if you want that thing, it basically says, hey, 
we have an offer for you. If you'll watch this ad, we'll give you that bonus thing. Yeah. They don't try to sell it to you. Now they have that structure to sell things, but that's really not the model, it seems. They're encouraging you to watch stuff. And if you do, they will give you the bonus. If you don't, It'll go away and will not pester you again. And I'm I will so say, happy without those with bonuses, though, you're not getting the higher scores. You definitely need those bonuses at some point. That's right. Well, yeah, and it's kind of insidious in a way, though, because you play for a while. Because he said mm-hmm. it's like a game you just want to keep playing. And so when you get to like, oh my god, I'm almost at my high score, and you're about to die, and then they offer you watch this video, and you're like, yeah, exactly. I have to. <laughs> but it's a trade off. The great no, thing it about is. it is I, they're, it they're getting something out of it. They're saying, hey, if you'd like to watch an ad, we'll offer you this thing to help you get further. And if you don't, well, that's fine. It's up to you. Maybe you'll survive. Maybe you'll die. That's okay. You can always start again. No harm, no foul. Right. I've got a knock against the game. A legitimate knock. Not just the, I hate John forever because he introduced (laughs) me to this game type of knock, but a real knock. The one thing about the whole freemium system that they've employed, there's no instruction or there's no clue anywhere during the startup of the game when you're first starting to play it that lets you know what to do in order to receive that bonus or even what those bonuses are about or what they do. There's no set of instructions or anything like that. So yeah, you have to kind of intuit it. That's that's true. Yeah. And that little play button that's inside that little thing up in the upper right hand corner, you don't notice it at first until you yeah. one time accidentally hit it and you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm watching a video. Great. Okay. Let me let this finish. Oh, wait, I got some gems. Yep. The very thing you love yeah. about it that's unobtrusive is the thing that makes it less obvious when you're first starting. But yeah, exactly. good point. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so you should check out Slidey if you like casual games like this. I, I think I may buy the full version. I've certainly played it for a enough hours to justify, I think it's three or four bucks, takes out the, the periodic ads that happen between games. Uh, I don't know what it does to the uh, the regular ads. I don't know. I don't care. At this point, <laughs> it's not about the Corys for me for this game. It's really about rewarding this developer for creating a fun game and using the freemium model in an unobtrusive way. I yeah. appreciate that. And I'm glad they did that. So I think I'm going to probably pay for the full version of the game just because I want to support the developer. I think uh, they've earned it. They've earned yeah. my money anyway. No, absolutely. And, uh, and sorry about ruining all your spare time and lives by introducing Slidey to you guys, but there it is. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's not the first time. We'll Hold be on. the last. I'm still playing the damn game right now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, George, put down Slidey. I want to hear about what else you've been playing. Well, a couple of days ago, right before we started recording this episode, a new game dropped. It's one of our all-time favorites. I only put it on the list because I was a little bit faster at typing. So it's really all three of our <laughs> games. Right. But Life is Strange 2, Episode 2, finally yeah. dropped this finally. past week. Man, let me tell you, when we opened up to play chapter two and it said here's your previous save did you look at the Mm -hmm. date yeah it was a long time ago. ago Yep. Oh my God. The first chapter was four months. I've never suffered that pain because the first Life is Strange I played after it was all released. Right, exactly. And before the storm was just a couple of episodes, so it didn't seem like that long. They released pretty quickly back to back. They weren't. Yeah, at this rate, we're talking a year to see all this game, but okay, it's it's good, but that that did annoy me to realize it had been four damn months between episodes. Now, one thing that I did appreciate at the very beginning when you're talking about loading the same game, it also loaded my Captain Spirit. I saw that. episode i was like oh i can't wait to see how that plays in i haven't gotten to that part yet (laughs) but i really enjoyed how they bridged the gap between episode one and episode two the whole storytelling with the art drawing and everything oh Mm -hmm. about the the wolves and stuff yeah that was a really smart choice because i had it's been four months and i know they know episode they know we forgot (laughs) and i so i completely forgotten some of the ending of what happened at episode one you know like how they got out of the bad situation and how they found a savior i I completely forgot about the damn puppy that had completely left my memory. You can't forget about mushroom. I I had, (laughs) but that whole thing, it brought it back in a really good way. I really enjoyed the start of this episode so far. I'm just into the first, like probably five, 10 minutes worth of it. But man, is this a fun game. And one of the criticisms that I think I had of the first episode of this was uh, what we enjoyed about the first Life of Strange is like having that little bit of like paranormal power that Max yeah. Caulfield had. And they alluded to it in the first episode of Life of Strange 2, but it barely. Uh, but at this one, we did a jump in time. It's been several weeks and they're straight up doing Jedi practice, lifting yeah. rocks and stuff. <laughs> they are mm-hmm. into exercising and evolving uh, his kind of like telekinesis power that he's got. And so it starts playing a role in the game right away. I was missing that and now they, they gave it to me. So that was Well, nice. and I would argue that they did something a little akin to your media selection, True Detective. That first episode was a very slow character built storyline and sure. now they're yep. getting into the action stuff of the story which I think they were really smart in the way they've done it. This series of video games and this video game genre 
of you know the decision making along with episode season releases all that kind of stuff it's a really smart idea because you think about the target audience who are playing this game it's people who like us who grew up in the 60s 70s 80s who grew up on episodic tv watching it week to week to week and now they're playing to that but in video game format and they're giving us an engaging storyline on top yeah Yeah. Yeah, i don't mind the slow burn as long as there's a payoff and the evidence right at the beginning of the second episode the payoff is there yeah i guess i probably play like maybe you know half hour or so into the first one the the next episode okay and you know my one criticism though if i had to pick one is that there are some parts of it which just seem to be filler i guess you know i mean like you're doing stuff you're like okay this doesn't really seem like it's advancing the story it's like i need to make food got it i understand what you're saying and let me offer a counterpoint to that Uh because i felt that way initially actually at the same point i'm like okay we've got to cook food all right so i got to find the food then i gotta go find the pot for it i gotta find it but i realized as i got through that that it is actually helping to create the bond and the interdependency between the characters the fact that you are providing it's one thing to say that sean provides for his brother right it's another thing that you have to explore i had to go find the pot the pot was in the bathroom where you see how they've been living because there's no running water, no True. electricity. Spoilers! Good point. Spoilers! That's not a big spoiler. Well, there's no power? That's a spoiler? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the pot is in the bathroom. Now I know where to go find it. Well, there's oh, only two oh, three so rooms sorry. to look, so, so don't worry. Yes, you're going to be deal. okay. It was like two rooms. But, but in the course of doing this mundane thing, it's forcing you to explore and find out what's happening in their lives right now. And you are being the provider for your little brother. And so in that way, I think this mundane filler is actually the way that they're, rather than just doing dialogue or read something about what's happening, they force you to explore the world and learn what's been happening in well, the intervening Well, it gives a real weeks. life feel to it. And this is yep. the same mechanism that they used in Captain Spirit, if you remember. I mean, he had to go mm-hmm. and piece yep. together his suit right. and all that. That whole episode was a lot of that, what you might call filler stuff. But it's still the little snippets in between the filler, like the alleged parental abuse that happened in that episode. Those are things like when they happen, they're so much more impactful because you've been going down this very normal everyday life path up until that precise moment. I think that's the same thing we're going to see in the series, just in an elongated form, because it's multiple episodes now. And from the sounds of you guys talking, I think I'm probably about uh, maybe half an hour further than you guys, because none of you are complaining about the thing you don't want to spoil. So I'm not going to mention it. Uh, yeah, I actually, I got to that too. There is some stuff in there and I won't spoil this because it's brand new, literally just dropped. Plus George would yeah, drive would, over and would... punch me if I, if oh, I yeah. did spoil yeah, it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm already going to do that for Slidey. You just get an extra punch for this. <laughs> <laughs> the double punch. There's a lot to it. And I remember the first one being longer than I thought it would be. So at least the fact that we had to wait four months, uh, it looks like these episodes have some uh, some girth to them. Yeah. There's more than just a, yeah, yeah. a quick knock. Uh, so yeah, definitely not regretting the fact that I paid for this eight months ago. And now it's a free <laughs> game that keeps rolling out every right. now and then. That money's gone, you know? How many episodes are scheduled for this thing, by the Five way? Five episodes. Five episodes? Holy crap. I'm going to be playing this great? in the grave. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. I know. There's one thing that Pete would just as soon eat every day of his life. He really goes for those noodles, so I give him the Campbell life. You know, guys, I'm always into like looking ahead, right? Let's see what's going forward here. You're so forward thinking. So forward thinking. You know, I'm like glasses half full kind of thing. Here's what I'm looking forward to. And I don't know if you guys are as well, but. The new Lego movie. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, Lego the, Movie 2 Lego is movie coming two. out in a yep. couple weeks. Yep. And let me tell you, I mean, it's one of those things that when the first one came out, I was like, okay, whatever, right? You know, I thought it was like mm-hmm. a, a money grab, to be quite honest. And I watched it. And I was like, holy cow, this is a really good movie. You know, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, and the whole story behind it, too, at the end, especially, you know, Will Farrell in it and stuff at the end. It's like, I was like, wow, this is like kind of cool because I like the first one, second one coming out. I'm like, all right, I got higher expectations. So let's see if they disappoint me or not. <laughs> So when does this one come out? Uh, it's coming out February 8th. So not too far okay, from when right, we right over the corner. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm definitely going to see that one. In fact, I just recently joined that uh, the AMC A-list thing. Oh, yeah. You know, based on the recommendation of uh, one of our fourth listeners and our patrons, Marcus, because he told me all about it. Uh, it's it's a crazy benefit. Like for 20 bucks a month, you can see three movies per week. So now it's like, even if a movie is like, mm, 
eh, like, yeah, I'll go see it because it's basically free. Once you've seen two movies in a month, they're all just kind of free. Yeah. Uh, aside from, you know, $14 popcorn, they're yeah, free. You're going to see some really bad movies. Probably <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> right. so. Start getting creative with snack smuggling. I'm already pretty creative with snack smuggling. It's all right. I got that down to a science. <laughs> George, what are you looking forward to, my friend? I am looking forward to something that is totally self-serving. Okay. I'm looking forward to our YouTube channel hitting 2,000 subscribers. We're almost there. I know. Isn't we're so that, that's awesome. We've been doing that for about, uh, what, a year and a half, two years coming up on something like that? Like in yeah, May, I think close. it'll be two years, right? That's right. Yep. So we are at 1,964 subscribers Ugh. as we record this episode right now. And we're trickling up like three, five, six a day here and there. It goes up, you know, those kind of things that you get five, you lose one, you get 10, you lose two, that kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. Yep. But every time I look on my little application <laughs> on my phone, I'm like, oh, there's one more. Oh, Get closer. one more. <laughs> you know what I love about this specific area of subscriber base is that we're getting into the numbers of subscribers that are the years that we enjoyed in our childhood. So I look up and I'm yeah, like, oh, right. it's, it, it's, so it's almost 60. the year I was born. It's almost 69. And, you know, it's almost 67 when Mo was born. And pretty yep. soon will be the 1980s. And I'm like, hey, you almost hate to hit 2000. You're like, oh, we're into the modern times. But now I, I we're don't into hate the damn it, millennials. Now we got to change our names. <laughs> right. <laughs> Millennial grown up. Right. Yeah, we are getting close and it's uh, and the growth has been uh, incremental. I mean, it started really slow. Remember getting the first hundred felt oh, like just yeah. such a slog. And then, you know, from 100 to 500 was like, oh, is it ever going to happen? And it seems like we just hit a thousand and we're almost at two. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been great. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's one of those things that creeps up on you, but in a good way. Not like, you know, a creepy doll that nobody wants to watch the movie <laughs> or a stupid cover song that everybody hates. It's a really good feeling to see that the people out there are actually enjoying our content and they're subscribing mm-hmm. one by one and finding new things to to talk about and i you know the interaction with the fans has been great there's a lot of comments on the videos and everything a lot of shares so it's, it's so gratifying yeah oh yeah absolutely john what about you i am looking forward to something we're going to be doing uh here in the podcast feed a special episode it's always kind of bugged me a little bit you know if, if you're the kind of anal retentive completionist freak that i am <laughs> whenever we do these looking forward segments often in the next episode we'll talk about it you know mo is looking forward to uh Uh, seeing Aquaman in the next episode. Maybe we'll talk about Aquaman or something like that. But often we leave these threads dangling where there's something I was looking forward to. And if for one reason or the other, something else came up or something more interesting to talk about and we never touch on it. And so we have decided to take the year of 2018 in retrospect. I went through every single episode (laughs) and found every looking forward to that we did not button up and tell whether or not we were right and looking forward to it whether or not we played it or saw it or did it. Uh, And we're going to cover all year round each episode that has a dangling thread. And we're going to do a special episode called Looking Back on Looking Forward. And that's going to be in the Gen X Grown Up Podcast feed in eh, a few weeks. Yeah, Uh, We're recording it later today, actually. It's not going to interrupt the regular schedule. We'll still have regular episodes every Thursday. But when this one is ready, uh, you're going to get a bonus episode recapping all of our looking forwards from uh, 2018. Do you guys have any remembrances? No spoilers. Do you have any remembrances of anything you were looking forward to that Dude, we might be I can't surprised. remember what we started off talking about this episode, <laughs> let alone 2018. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, then it should be a treat to go back and reminisce on those things. And we'll see. First, we'll see if George remembers talking about it or not. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably be like, no, that was alternate universe, George. That, that wasn't was, me. That was somebody I else. I don't know. Who, and what, then we'll see whether about? or not those things paid off or not. So that's going to be a special episode. <laughs> what you're about to see is the world's most revolutionary telephone switching invention. We call it Super Switcher. It has almost no moving parts, yet handles four times more calls than its predecessor. It should go a long distance to prevent traffic jams on your long distance calls. The Bell System, people using technology to help keep down costs and improve service. Keeping your phone system the best in the world. Have you ever wondered what it would be like if Toy Story was a slasher? What if Peter Pan required a sacrifice to get into Neverland? The Dusk County Chronicles, the first official release from Metal Ninja Studios, is set for release in mid-2019. It's a horror parody mini-anthology that takes your favorite childhood stories and dreams and twists them into nightmares. 
This comic is perfect for anyone who loves reliving the stories of their youth while also seeing them in a new light. Visit MetalNinjaStudios.com slash GenXGrownUp to read the first two stories and sign up to get notified first when the comic comes out in mid-2019. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know, so if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. If you have a friend who hasn't yet discovered Gen X Grown Up, tell them about us. They will thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show, so hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. That is just about going to wrap it up for another edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. Before we leave, I have got to give a quick shout out to all of our amazing supporters over on Patreon. I am talking about you, Corey and Dana and Jessica and Marcus and Ro and Stuart and Stian and a brand new patron since our last show, Tom, has joined us. Woohoo! Mo money, mo money, mo money, mo money. <laughs> All of you supporting us over on Patreon couldn't be pretty more appreciative. Uh, thank you for that. Yeah, and, thank you guys. Uh, we'd love that you do it. Can I get a happy meal yet? No. Um, no. Do we have no. enough? <laughs> Damn it. We're going to share a crystal's happy meal, okay? <laughs> we got to take one crystal burger and split it three one ways. Crystal exactly. piece. Yeah. No, no, no. Each, you get your own oh, crystal. We get, we get our just, own yeah. crystal? Okay. Yeah, own crystal. We got to share the fries. We're big time in it. You get your own little <laughs> box of greasy burger. It's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back in two weeks with a regular episode of our show. But next week, we'll have an edition of The Backtrack. We pick a single topic from our youth and reminisce nostalgic about it. George, what are we doing in The Backtrack next week? We are going to be revisiting one of my favorite television specials of all time, Battle of the Network Stars. Da, da, da. Network Stars! <laughs> <laughs> what a bizarre phenomenon phenomenon to have happened, you know, during that 70s, 80s era. Yeah, we're going to dig in on the environment that allowed it to happen and why it petered out and kind of what it's become. Uh, that's going to be next week on our backtrack, so you don't want to miss that for sure. <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't want to miss that one. <laughs> Until then, I am John. George, thanks so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, always appreciate you. Oh, yeah, always fun, man. And fourth listener, you know we appreciate you most of all, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Take care, everybody. Scrub is a guy who can get no love from me. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown up? No games, no puns. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. This podcast is an affiliate of the GWW Radio Network. Visit Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, TV, cosplay, and more. You can't move more than one block at a time. You can't shove one block with a fucking phone again. <laughs> <laughs> you said you were going to take it out of the room. I just threw it across the room. And now it's ringing again. <laughs> the phone just said, fuck you. Nobody even calls me. It's just spam. Why do I have a damn phone in my house? Oh, God. Why and you don't can't you just turn the ringer off. And you can't mute the. I don't know how. <laughs> it's, it's a landline. How do you mute a landline? I have no idea. On the phone itself. Oh, my There's God. There's a ringer option, I'm sure, on the phone. Just turn the volume all the way down. We have like 14 phones in the house. When it rings, it sounds like the house is ringing. <laughs> you can't just mute every... I couldn't find every phone. Okay, that's over. So, so slidey. <laughs> Speaking of slidey. Oh, God. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly. And our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.